Sports World. What is good? Happy Friday. Chris Dell here, co-host of the Family Feud Sports Podcast on Go Baller FFS. Sitting here, as always, with Mr. Alan Dell, the godfather, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer. And jumping into my favorite part of the week is our weekly NFL Quick Picks podcast presented by Go Baller FFS. And man, Last night, talking about we had a hell of a game. We didn't get our picks in yesterday for that game. I had personally Kansas City winning by six, and it just shows you how crazy the lines and picks can be because one play right at the end without that play, and I would have had that game perfectly right. But now I got it wrong with the Raiders winning. I mean, what what a a game last night. The refs, man, four penalties at the end. Finally, Crabtree pulls in that touchdown. Um, The Raiders, I guess, not dead yet this season, huh? No, no. I had the Raiders by one, but I didn't tell anybody. Oh, okay, okay, Mr. Allendale. We'll see. Let's see if you can get over 500 for one week on these picks, man. I was 7-7 last week, 7-7 the week before, 12-4 the week before that, my best week hands down of the year. But without further ado, we're going to jump into things here. If you want to call in to our anchor station, let us know your picks for the week. Definitely let us do. We'll republish the call. We're going off VegasInsider.com and the NFL spreads there. And first game on the docket, Tennessee Titans, your man, Marcus Mariota, at the Cleveland Browns, still winless on the year. Uh, Opened up Tennessee by seven in this one, now Tennessee by six. Um, I just don't see any reason why you would pick Cleveland to get their first win of the year. I think Tennessee looked like they got back on track with a big win against Indianapolis last week. They look good. Derrick Henry looks really good. Like he could be emerging this year with Der- uh, with DeMarco Murray banged up. I think just too many weapons for Tennessee. Their defense is good enough. Deshaun Kaiser getting the start. You know, pick city right there. One of the lowest Q- uh, QB ratings in the league. Uh, so anyways, let me stop rambling here. I got uh, Tennessee by two touchdowns, 31-17. What say you? Well, Marcus Mariota's uh, still limited with that hamstring injury, but you know the way he threw the ball late last week, I was really impressed. He didn't run much; he stayed in the pocket. He's got a rocket arm. It was really impressive what he did. Cleveland's got so many problems; uh, they could probably qualify for Red Cross assistance. Uh, I, I, I don't see. I think I see a close game because they're they're kind of holding the reins on Marcus Mariota. Uh, but Tennessee's got one of the best run offenses, rushing offenses in the league, and I'll, I'll say uh, they'll win 21-14. Okay, so so looks like they're covering the spread for you in that one just enough there. And looking at the Browns and how bad they've been this season, they, I think th- six weeks in now we've agreed that they are hands down the worst team in the NFL. Point differential on the year through six weeks, minus 63. and six, That means they're losing by more than 10 points a game on a week-to-week basis. So moving on to a better team and a better game, I would least hope here, is our second game of the week with Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, big division game here. I think two teams that people didn't think might have uh, might be in contention for this division title, but it looks like every team's in it in this division here in the AFC South. Jacksonville favored by three on the road. What say you, Mr. Allen Dill, in this one? Well, you know what? I, I wish the Colts would wake up and start giving the ball to Marlon Mack. Uh, he, he's the, the... Shout out Marlon Mack, USF Bull, baby. Yeah, Frank Gore is a 34-year-old guy. He doesn't have the speed or power that he used to have. Marlon Mack looks like a very promising runner. I don't know why they don't want to use him. Uh, you know, that's the running back out of University of South Florida, Jacoby Brissett. He hasn't been bad. No, he hasn't. He's, he's been better than I thought. Let's put Blake, it that way. Blake Bortles is Blake Bortles, uh, Mr. Average, Joe Average. 
I'll go with Jacksonville 14 and 10, so they cover. Okay, so they cover in that one. I, I, I don't see Jacksonville, man. Like, I, I think they they suffered a tough loss last week at home against the Rams. Now they're going on the road. I think the Colts can bounce back after a tough loss last week where they kind of got exposed. I think I think they're going to be motivated to bounce back in this one. I think Chuck Pagano is one of the – he could be one of the biggest in terms of hot seat in the NFL there. I think the Colts pull out a 21-20 uh, to 20 win at home there. Uh, jumping into our next game here, Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals, my beloved Bungles at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh coming off that huge win against Kansas City last week. Kansas City losing again last night. That's two losses in a row for them. Pittsburgh favored by five and a half at home. I think they have enough to win this game, but not enough to cover the spread. Bengals are playing good with Bill Lazor as offensive coordinator coming off the bye. I think they do enough to keep it close in division game. 24-19, five-point win for Pittsburgh, not enough to cover that spread. I like Pittsburgh 24-17. They have too many weapons. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and the crew. So I don't think they'll have any trouble. Again, right. Pittsburgh 24-17. All right, I need Martavis Bryant to bounce back for fantasy, baby. We'll be right back with part two of our NFL Quick Picks for Week 7. Welcome back, Sports World, to part two of our NFL Quick Picks Week 7 on Go Baller FFS. I'm your host, Chris Dell, sitting next to Mr. Alan Dell, the godfather, as always. And jumping into our Quick Picks here for Week 7, Baltimore Ravens at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored at five, favored by 5.5 points at home in this one in the Dome. This is one of those ones that I left on the on the list of games until the end to figure out. But at the end of the day, I, I think that Baltimore isn't playing well on the road. Minnesota's doing enough. Whether they have Sam Bradford at quarterback, whether they have Case Keenum, whether they have somebody else at quarterback, Adam Thielen's one of the best receivers in the league. Jerick McKinnon's step, uh, stepping into a role of his own, you, you know, kind of filling those shoes that Dalvin Cook left behind with the injury. Um, I, I think Minnesota takes care of business at home in this one, coming off a big win last week against Green Bay. Minnesota Vikings in this one, 28. Baltimore Ravens, 14. Joe Flacco playing that bad. Minnesota Vikings covered the spread. Yeah, I like Minnesota. Case Keenum has been playing well. Uh, Baltimore has been having trouble stopping the run all season. Joe Flacco has been has been has been having trouble doing anything all season. Again, ever, to say that again, man. Ever since he won the Super Bowl, he's been mediocre at best, and a lot less than that, more than often than not. I like Minnesota, seventeen ten. Seventeen to ten, covering the spread for you as well. Like my man Tom Looney on Fox says, Joe Flacco seemingly has forgotten how to play quarterback. So New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins, big division game here. I mean, two teams we didn't think would have three wins, or at least the Jets wouldn't at this point in the season. Uh, Miami favored by three at home. I think the Jets have looked like a better football team throughout six weeks into the season here. I got the Jets winning 24-17. Uh, they're, they're knocking the dust off the shoulders after the close loss to New England. Controversial loss after that call. Safarian Jenkins is evolving into one of the top five tight ends in, in the league at his position. He's always had the talent, but now he's finally putting it together on and off the field. Jets win by a touchdown. What say you? Yeah, well, with Josh McCown at quarterback, you never know what can happen, so you don't know about the Jets, but you could say the same for Jay Cutler for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think Todd Bowles, Jets coach right now, has done the best job of coaching the league, and I like the Jets to win this game 20-16. to 16. Okay, like there. So it looked like we go. We both have the Jets beating the spread in that one. And how about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team you covered for many, many years, going on the road, playing the Buffalo Bills. Bills favored by three at home. Tyrod Taylor just completely depleted of weapons on the offensive side. They still have LaShawn McCoy, but teams are stacking the box against them. I think Tyrod and LaShawn are still enough against the banged-up Tampa Bay a defense in this one not to mention Jameis Winston under center banged up Bucks just kind of disappointing overall
overall in the year and playing against a tough Bills defense. I think the Bills coming off the bye take care of business in a close one. I got them winning by a field goal. So in this, that's really just a push game. So I, I, I could see a one or two point game here in this yeah. one, man. Well, the Bucks are, are getting healthier on defense. They should have most of their guys back. But, but Anthony Hargraves, the number 11 overall pick, has really been a disappointment. Everybody's been targeting him, uh, and, and it's worked. And they've got a lot of problems. Again, uh, if you're a Bucks fan, long-suffering Bucks fans, this is not familiar, unfamiliar to you. They start off the season with a lot of hype and just fall apart. You don't know how healthy Jameis Winston is. And honestly, he's he's just Mr. Inconsistent. He hasn't looked good this year. No, I like the I like Buffalo winning 27-17. Okay, you got them easily covering the spread in that one. I think it might be a little bit closer. How about Carolina Panthers at the resurgent Chicago Bears and the Truth Bisky era that has just begun? Carolina favored on the road by three in this game. Um, I don't know. I think Chicago is just playing with a chip on their shoulder now. You get that kind of breath, extra wind or kind of breath of fresh air with the new quarterback under center with Trubisky there. Not to mention playing again. He played in Carolina at North Carolina in college. So playing against the Carolina Panthers, that might be a little bit special to him in that one. I think they make enough plays to keep it close. Uh, but I think this is going to be a really close game, maybe one of the closest of the, of the week in Week 7. Carolina 26-23 on the road, but not enough to cover the spread. What say you? Well, Chicago's got the number one running game in the league. With, you know, they're two studs. Uh, Carolina, for whatever reason, they don't seem to be using Christian McCaffrey the way he should. He's, he's, he's their number one receiver, but uh, he's supposed to be a running back, too, and he's not doing much uh, in the rushing department. But their defense is good. It's one of the best in the league. Uh, it's ranked number four in the NFL, and I like the Panthers 24-20. Okay, look, well, Kelvin Benjamin banged up in this one. If he does not play in this game, I think that will be enough for the Bears to pull an upset at home. Do not be surprised to see Chicago win this one. In fact, move me a point up on that, 26-24. Bears are covering the spread, and this one will be right back with the final segment of our NFL Week 7 Quick Picks. Welcome back, Sports World, to part three of our NFL Quick Picks for Week 7. Sitting here with the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, and jumping into the New Orleans Saints at the Green Bay Packers. Man, too bad we can't see Drew Brees going against Aaron Rodgers in this game. Saints favored by four on the road. Your boy Brent Hundley getting the start, getting his first NFL start at quarterback in the NFL. This is a tough one because you've got the Lambeau Field home field advantage and maybe not enough game tape on Hundley so you can throw in a few kind of gimmicks and trick plays on offense. They obviously have the weapons in Green Bay with Cobb, Adams, Jordy Nelson, the running backs there. Uh, having said that, New Orleans Saints defense is on fire, my friends. 27-21, Saints cover on the road. I know Breeze isn't as good on the road as he is at home, but I think the Saints are going to be special this year. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Count them in for another win, man. They started off 0-2, going to be moving to 4-2, four wins in a row. What say you? Well, as you said, uh, Drew Brees doesn't do well on, on the road, but he's not going to have to do well because Green Bay's hurting. Brent Hundley might turn out to be halfway decent, but not now. It's just he's too raw and needs more experience. Uh, I like the Saints winning 21-13. And by Arizona Cardinals, Carson Palmer going on the road to play the Los Angeles Rams division game here, NFC West. Rams favored by three and a half points at home. Uh, coming off a big London. road win. It's in London. Oh, you're right. That, that's the London game. Forgive me there, sports. Well, the, the Rams um, coming off a big road win last week against Jacksonville. Favored by three and a half in this one. So yeah. ca- call it a home field advantage. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. What say you in this one? Well, the Rams are undefeated on the road. They don't want to be home, so they're happy about this. Uh, 
Touche. Uh, the, those L.A. Fa- fans aren't giving much support these days, man. Yeah, Todd Gurley uh, had two kind of mediocre games after really blowing everything up at the beginning of the season. I look, him to, I look for him to get back on track. Uh, he's number four rusher in the league. Uh, Carson Palmer, you never know what's going to happen with, with him. Uh, it's up to Adrian Peterson, who had 134 yards last week. I think it's going to be a close game. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I like the Rams winning 31-27. Aaron Donald playing one of arguably his be- the best season of his career in a, in a very solid, very stellar career, let me say that, this year. I think the Rams, uh, enough on both sides of the ball, again, uh, bounce. They played a tough defense last week. I don't think Arizona's defense is as tough as Jacksonville's is. I know they're a little tough against the run, but their pass defense can be exploited. I think Goff exploits that defense. Look out for Robert Woods to have a big game in this one. I got the Rams 31-23 to over the Cardinals. Jumping into our first 4 o'clock game here, Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. Cowboys start off a 4.5-point favorite on the road, now a 6-point favorite on the road. So a lot of betting on the Niners because they kept it close every single game this season, and I'm not going to go against that trend. I got Dallas Cowboys winning the game, coming off the bye, better team. Niners, maybe garbage time touchdown at the end. Keeping it close, 33-31 Dallas. This is my highest scoring game of the week. Well, keep your ears open, fans, because this is my upset special. San Francisco has lost five straight games by three points or less. Dallas has got all kinds of problems, a problem child. Your boy Bethard's going to do it, huh, for the the new quarterback. Yeah, I like San Francisco winning 21-17. Wow, so a low-scoring game in that one, man. Uh, Talk about mayhem in Dallas and Jerry Jones. What's he going to be doing? He'll be ripping his hairs out, whatever hairs he has left if they lose that game. How about the Seattle Seahawks? Opened up as an eight-point favorite on the road. Now only a four-point favorite. Tons of betting and action going on on the Giants' side. Giants at home here. And coming off the big upset win. I'm telling you, the offense is better now, more fluid, more comfortable with each other. No big egos in the locker room anymore. Giants are going to win this game. This is my upset special, Mr. Allen Dell. Giants pull this one off 26-24 outright at home. Yeah, hey, I, I think you got mesmerized a little bit by last week's upset. It's tough going across the country, but uh, the Giants had their one game. They're going to fall back to earth and be normal again, which for them is losing five out of six. Uh, watch like out the, for Orleans Darkwood, baby. Uh, Russell... Uh, Russell Wilson, you think he's going to have a big game in this one or what? Seattle wins 27-21. Okay, all right, we'll see, man. See, we've got upsets back-to-back here. You got got San Francisco. I got the the Giants. We'll see what happens. How about Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers? Broncos started off one-point favorite in this one. Now it's a pick-em, man. So so who you got? Who you picking? Uh, I got one word, two words, one name. Phillip Rivers, Chargers win 24-21. How about four words? Cry me a Rivers. Denver wins 23-20 on the road. We'll be right back with a bonus edition breaking down the Sunday night and Monday night games. We'll be right back. And here we are, folks, the final segment of our NFL Quick Picks for Week 7 presented by Family Feud Sports on the Go Baller FFS station. I am your host, Chris Bell, the Mad Journalist. And without further ado, getting into the rematch of the Super Bowl and Atlanta visiting the New England Patriots. Atlanta struggling this year, and if I got a coach's hot seat, your boy Dan Quinn's on it. I'll tell you that. Atlanta coming off of just a really tough loss to the Miami Dolphins, and they've been just blowing leads left and right this season. You look at the statistics for not only the entire offense, but for Matt Ryan in the second half of games this year, it's absolutely atrocious. They are really missing Kyle Shanahan. Your boy Sarkeesian is not enough. And, man, I, I don't know. The New England favored by 
three at home. I think it's going to be a close game because those two teams are that competitive. But your boy Rob Gronk, my boy Rob Gronkowski, he's going to be the X factor because he didn't play in that game in the Super Bowl. Now Brandon Cooks, add add him to the mix. More running backs for the Patriots. I know they don't have Blunt, but Deion Lewis playing well. Still have Gillisley. Burkhead could be back this week. Give me the Patriots in a four-point win, just enough to cover the spread, but going down to the wire nonetheless. What say you, Mr. Allendale? Two teams that are suffering Super Bowl hangovers, maybe Atlanta more than New England. New England's trying to get his get its defense a little bit back on track. Atlanta just lost. Again, they're still suffering from that that traumatic loss that they uh, suffered at the hands of New England in last year's Super Bowl. Matt Ryan hasn't been the Matt Ryan that we know. Tom Brady has been the Tom Brady that we all know. I think it's going to be a high-scoring shoot 'em up game, and I like New England 38-35. All right, that, that definitely is high scoring right there. And, and looking at the Falcons, 3-2 and two now, tied for second place with the Saints. Uh, Panthers sitting in first place, 4-2 and two in that division, the NFC South. Bucks sitting there lonely in fourth place at 2-3. and three. And the Falcons are a team that really hasn't put up that many points, 121 points on the year. Patriots have put up 172 points, but I think the Patriots' defense is that leaky enough in the secondary to where they might give Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and those boys some life. Look out for guys like Taylor Gabriel, uh, you know, with the deep threat and the speedster downfield. If Sanu can come back and be healthy from injury, I think he is enough to have, have a good one here. Um, but I, you know, I, I just I think Tom Brady and the guys—they've been playing well enough to where they're at home. They're going to use that home field advantage. They're going to play well under the bright lights like they always do. Patriots take care of business here. And how about Monday Night Football? A, a really good game here, in my opinion. You got the Washington Redskins playing at the Philadelphia Eagles. Two teams that are right atop the NFC East standings and vying for that division title. Um, Philadelphia Eagles are 4-0 against the conference in the NFC. I mean, uh, Washington, Redskin, Washington Redskins 1-1 on the road. Eagles are 2-0 at home, so maybe something gives there. Um, I, I got a close one, a division game. Philadelphia, what, what are they? They started off here favored by six points, now four-and-a-half-point favorites. I got them winning by a field goal. I don't see them winning by any more than that. Uh, Philadelphia 27, Washington Redskins 24. What say you, Mr. Allen? Yeah, well, when the teams met early in the year in Washington, Philadelphia won 30-17. to 17. Uh, Right now, so many people are talking about the Eagles being the best team in the NFC uh, overall. Uh, it's, it's a little bit early, but Wentz has been uh, pretty spectacular. I, I don't count out Washington, the Redskins, Kirk Cousins, nine, nine TDs, only two picks. Uh, I think it's going to be another one of these shootouts, uh, and I like Philadelphia winning, similar to you, 30-27. to 27. I think the, the Eagles, if the playoffs started today, they would be the unanimous number one seed in the entire National Football Conference with uh, just a bunch of teams at 4-2 and two behind them. New England's still right in the mix. They're, they're in first place in their division, uh, you know, looking at the AFC well, there. So. Yeah, you never count out Bill Belichick. He always finds a way. Always finds a way to cheat and get those wins, huh? <laughs> no matter, no matter what gate. Here, if he's not deflating. Uh, What's going to be the next gate for, for the Patriots and Bill Belichick, huh? Who knows? That's uh, the real question there, man. It's going to be Sticks, Holes, and LeGarrette's Blunt's uh, sneakers or something. Yeah. Oh, well, an injury. Wouldn't put it past them, man. But uh, just looking at the overall landscape here, and I think a lot of good games overall this week. I mean, a lot of close games. I think this might be one of the hardest weeks to determine when you're looking at the spread. A lot of close spreads. We're not seeing those double-digit spreads that we saw last week. So, you know, handicappers out there, you know, choose your locks well. Let me just yeah. let me just say that. What are your final thoughts now well, leaving NFL off? NFL is tough to pick. I think college football is easier to pick. 
if you're looking at spreads in the NFL. Well, yeah, you got 30-plus point spreads in. Yeah, in so. NFL, you got oh, everybody's a pro, uh, and, they, and they come to play on Sunday, so. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. Excited about Week 7. Thanks for tuning in here to our Quick Picks, NFL Quick Picks for Week 7, presented by Family Feud Sports on Go Baller FFS. Peace out, folks.